Hi everybody, and welcome back on Walto Crew, a show on which we talk with friends and experts about everything related to running, general fitness, health, and some casual shit. And we are your hosts, Vipke and Kevin. In this fifth episode, we have the adventurer Jake Catterall on the show, who recently ran 200 kilometers non-stop through the Netherlands, but not on any day, but the hottest day of the year. We talked about his motivation, mental preparation, and how he handles pain. Besides some crazy adventure stories, we also got to know Jake more personally. For example, he hates effort-effort rewards. He easily eats a complete family pack of chips and dares you to always ask for a discount in store. Well, not exactly, Kevin. But hey, you will find out. So stay with us. Thank you for being here, Jake. Yes. And... Well, everyone that is listening and watching, we have Jake Catterall here, the 200 kilometer man, not only, but <laughs> among, other, <laughs> la- things. among <laughs> other things and the last thing, 200 kilometer man. And maybe you can introduce yourself. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's a pleasure. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. It's nice to be able to see you guys again after yeah, the, the run. Um, personal background. Um, well, I've always been an athletic person my whole life. I've actually um, always been a runner. I did like fun runs when I was uh, at school, primary school. Even my mum sent me a little uh, certificate from my primary school of coming like fourth place in the relay. She oh, was really? like, oh nice. She was like, look what I found. Um, and throughout my kind of school years, I've always been like into kind of outdoor sports. Yeah. I think that's where the kind of pedigree is kind of built itself. It was like running at primary school, Then it was, um, indoor rock climbing. Uh, and I did that for ages. I did that for 10 years. Maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that as a commitment as a young boy was quite a big commitment. Um, and then I got into motorcycle racing. Well, like racing, it was more like not illegal street racing, but you know what I'm saying? It was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was like, we, we just, I like to go fast and when I bought a big bike and it, that didn't last long because I crashed it obviously because you're young and crazy. What bike did you have? It was a Yamaha FZR 600. Um, huh. so it was a like big speedy bike. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, uh, just did what a normal person does, which is like, go to like school or uni and like get drunk all the time and be a like, normal person. But all still in Britain, right? Because yeah. born in Britain? Yeah. Where there? Um, a place called Leicester. Which, I think I heard which, of that. Yeah, which used to be a place where no one had ever heard of. And then years ago, they won the Premier League, Premiership. Or I'm not a big football fan. Me uh, <laughs> and they did. And then all of a sudden, like, I was on holiday somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And I said, I was from Leicester. And they're like, whoa, Leicester. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you, you know, know it? You know this. This is crazy. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my like background in uh, like sport. Yeah, And then I ended up just taking it really seriously. Um, after I had a conversation with a good friend of mine who just kind of asked me like, what are you doing with your life? He just, he literally was like, what are you doing with your life right now? Yeah. And I was like, wow, like other than going out and getting drunk every day, like that's about it. Yeah. You know? When was this about? Like what age? Uh, 23. Okay. I'm yeah. 28 now. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think, These questions can be asked uh, to a young person at uh, some point, but like at 17, I would be like, yeah, what am I doing? But then I forget this thought and then could just go on with what. Oh, yeah. So no. like you also have to be in a certain stage that you 
actually do want to you're ready to reflect on your life 100 what you're doing yeah Yeah. the classic i have a lot of mentors and basically every single one of those mentors says the same thing if you're not ready to learn then you never will so you know like you just have to be ready and as, as, as you said if you're too young to realize um that it's your time yeah then it's not your time yeah then uh, you came to the Netherlands five years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five, five-ish, maybe a bit more now. Um, yeah, I came to the Netherlands and then, um, yeah, I've been working in advertising for the last six years. So actually, I'm just counting back because you say you're 28 and uh, five years ago, so you were 23 and 23 was also the moment that you took it seriously, your life and yeah. uh, all the challenges. Yeah, it was quick. Was all happening at the same time? Yeah, yeah. So I basically, um, I at university, I was a part of a, um, an athletics team. Yeah. Um, but to be quite honest, all of my team members were very serious about the athletics team. And I kind of swooped in every other training session yeah. uh, when I was not hungover because I would just like go out and party all the time. Yeah. And I actually was decent. I was a decent runner. And I think that aggravated a few people as well. I was about to say like, this is the most annoying thing. Like you're not doing shit, but then you're one of the best. Yeah, wait, well, I was <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. But I was good, but I wasn't that good. I got exposed once on a run and it was like the most embarrassing thing ever. There was three guys who I knew were really good on the team and I just kind of started. And we went for um, a 400 meter like mm-hmm. like reps laps. reps for I don't know 10 10 laps. Yeah. And on the first lap, I was like, I'm going to show these guys what I'm about. And the first lap, I did show them. And then the second lap, I just completely fell apart, and it was mm. so embarrassing. And I think then I realized I was like, okay, well. <laughs> deserved. Uh, uh, deserved. Well deserved. Just like yeah, learn and learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never again. Yeah. yeah. And um, flash forward to a couple of, uh, what, two weeks ago, and uh, you just completed a, uh, a 200 kilometer run. Mm. How did that start? The whole project thing. Yeah, I was where, about to say, because it's it not start? only the 200 kilometers before that you did also quite some. It's yeah. a series. It's a series of projects. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to say, um, it was my friend here in Amsterdam who I was, as I was saying earlier, who had a chat with me, who said like, what are you doing? And it basically rode on the back of me coming from the athletics team and coming into Amsterdam. And I was, uh, doing all the kind of g- gym training that I was doing so that I could run fast at uni. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was all in a bit secret as well. well. Whilst I was at university, I was like, I was going to the gym quite a lot and trying to stay fit. And when I came to Amsterdam, I think it, he kind of came at it from a person who didn't really like the gym, generally speaking. And he mm-hmm. was just asking me like what I was doing, but he, it's something really switched my philosophy, which was like, he, he just asked like, what are you doing the gym for here in Amsterdam? Mm-hmm. He was like, because you're not a part of an athletics team, Jake, you're, that was at uni. And I was like. Oh, he's right. Like, I'm not part of the team anymore. I'm not a part of a team. And he was like, yeah, well, from my perspective, you are literally just in a gym working out and making yourself look good for really no output. Like, what is it that, what is it that you're doing? And I was like, well, I'm doing it to feel good. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like everyone says you just do it to feel good and whatever. And, and his perspective was just like, it's not like enough. Mm -hmm. Like life is so huge and there's so much to it and there's so much life in the world and there's so much to see in the world and if you just are spending so much of your time in a in a box lifting some weights then like you you just you just you miss the opportunity to be doing amazing things and he just said to me you need to use your talent 
and take it somewhere. Like yeah. if you think if you think you're good at running, then go and run somewhere. Go to South Africa or go yeah, to somewhere. And actually at the time, and then I'd and I'd gone on like family trips away abroad, like and I'm so grateful for being able to do that when I was young. But like I net he opened my 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 eyes to what I should be doing and where I should be going. Mm-hmm. And I do credit him, Henry. Uh, he he knows who he is if he's listening. Uh, and then it just cascaded. It just went crazy, like from there. Because I just I'm a big commitment guy. Yeah. I think the climbing thing I said earlier is a good like uh, reference yep. of that. And it just went crazy from there. I I took a a Euro trip away um, to to see cities of uh, Europe, and it was like my first solo. Um, holiday away. And then basically I hated it because I didn't go and do what I actually wanted to do. I just did what everyone else does. Okay. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Just go on a Euro trip and go to cities and see the world. Yeah. No, fuck that's bullshit. Yeah. Like you just went to a city because everyone else goes on this thing. Yeah. And then, then I just, after I got back from that trip, I was like, why the fuck did I go and sit around in hostels and do stuff like on the cheap and just sit around hot cities for the last two weeks? I was like, why did I do that? And I asked myself then, if you could have gone on a holiday that would have made you feel good, where would you have gone? What would have been the answer? Go to the mountains. Yeah. That was the answer. I was like, why did I not go to the mountains? And of course, the first answer that you probably might say to people who are cautious, which is, don't go to the mountains by yourself. Like, how could you go on a solo trip away or whatever? Yeah. And the answer is like, why? Like, what is the reason for that? Like, what, like, oh, of course, like going away in the mountains alone is like risky. Yeah. But like going to European cities is risky. Yeah. Like, there you is, can also prepare for that. So 100%. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you said prepare for that because I did go on a mountain trip recently. Well, like not far after that. And I didn't prepare for it. And it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I went, I went to, uh, Albania. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I know, which is not the first one you would probably yeah, no. expect. And I, I flew into Kosovo, which obviously is like still repairing itself after, yep. um, years of, uh, issues. Um, and I went to Albania and basically I arrived in my accommodation and long story short, it was like, there was t- really thick, wet snow and it meant like trying to get through snow was a like real technical thing. And mm-hmm. you had to be very smart about mm-hmm. like slides and like getting st- literally stuck in cavities. And like, I was the oh. only, I was the only person on the mountain as well. And, but I was taking the philosophy of like, yeah, you know what, if I want to fucking climb in mountains, I'll just go and do it, you know? And there I, I, rem- I remember being up on this mountain being like thick cloud coverage down to my waist in wet snow in clothes that were definitely not waterproof. And I was like, and I told my parents, I told everyone where I was going. I didn't, I definitely, I'll be honest. I didn't tell anyone. Mm. And I remember being up there being like, Hmm, Hmm. this is a really bad idea. Like what I'm doing right now. And then I went back to my accommodation and there was going to be a huge snowstorm like the next day. So I was like, oh, fuck, I need to get out of here. So I went to Macedonia, which is a bit further away mm-hmm. uh, and had a really nightmare story again on that uh, that mountain. I climbed up a mountain and got snow blind basically at the top because I wasn't wearing proper um, so- <laughs> goggles, <laughs> like goggles uh, or so- and I was totally blind and I thought I could follow my tracks back to the car. 
Well, I'm sorry, what is snow blind? I'm not a... Uh, it's, when, it's when the sun basically reflects onto yeah. the, the snow, bounces up into your yeah. eyes. And if you look up at so a light... Bright. If you look up at a light for, yeah. for 10 minutes, yeah. you get that little black dot yeah, yeah, when you yeah, blink, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, think of that dot that just grows over your whole... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. that's it's so powerful. scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> so I have no experience. I don't have any clothes that are really like that good. You're on top of a fucking mountain. I'm on a mountain <laughs> and I'm snow blind and I lost my track because they got covered over so i literally was just like oh this is where i die fuck <laughs> yeah like this is why everyone says like don't do all that like mountaineering by yourself and after that trip there is actually more to that story but it's like you get the picture yep. um there was actually wild dogs that ended up like, attacking my car but like that's, just a, that's <gasps> a bit my of, goodness <laughs> should yeah. we only have a podcast about this yeah, one that's a good trip <laughs> yeah, yeah so basically the sentiment was like um, this is a story I learned, no, a lesson I learned the hard way on something that like, if you want something and you actually wanted to do it from the beginning, like it doesn't matter how hard it is. Like if you want it, you should just do it. You should keep doing it and just keep, keep, keep doing it. You know what I mean? And like, I'm not going to lie. I came back to work from that trip and people like my office is <laughs> like a really nice place where everyone likes to share about their personal lives and everything. How was your trip, Jay? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had this like Ugh. blank look on my face. Like I looked really tired and like my eyes, I hadn't slept well at all for like weeks or a week. Um, and yeah, it deep down, I was like, I have literally nearly been on the edge of death for a week yeah. and you have no idea, <laughs> but like I learned it the hard way. So, I, and I, it, That's it, the case it, and it actually <laughs> solidified how much I love being uh, on that like kind of the edge the edge of life yeah yeah, yeah. i'd done it so much with motorcycles and yeah. like climbing and then i was like as much as i did like that holiday backfired like i learned a lot about what i like yeah you know the extreme yeah absolutely yeah yeah this extreme feeling of doing something a bit dangerous a bit fast uh, with a, a yeah. lot of uh yeah it's a but that exposed <laughs> me i must say yeah yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i remember <laughs> i didn't tell my parents on the phone because they they called and they were like how are you and everything? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had a great holiday. Yeah, Kosovo is great. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, I think I would be fine telling my parents like when it's happening, yeah. like calling where in the holidays, I would not. But yeah. afterwards, like, yeah, nothing happened as mm. they can see. Mm. And this is your first like extreme experience in a way. Yeah. Out there on the, yeah. Well, like, you had, you had when those, it, uh, yeah. When it, when it was like, all on me yeah yeah yes but i think where i think that's the lesson which is still carrying through to all of my other and you actually asked the question earlier like the build up to the 200k i think that's kind of the first lesson which is just like you just it is hard like things are hard yep. and just deal with that. Like, I think like we live in a society where everything is like supposed to be harmless and like, we should shy away from pain and we should try and like stay away from problems and stuff. And I'm like, fuck that. Like why? Yeah. Like things are difficult. And actually the more you work at them, the more you realize that actually when you get to the thing that you wanted to get to, it's unbelievably satisfying. Like the, what, yeah. the level of what you get out of something that you worked your ass off for and actually hurt you in some respect, it's, un yeah. it's like the paramount. It's the like rewards, the yeah, yeah, of uh, going yeah. out of your comfort yeah, zone yeah, yeah. and ach achieving something yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, we live in a society of snowflakes who just like shy away from 
problems and i think it's about time we just start all waking up and stop being such little fucking yeah. bitches and fucking live <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah our life yeah i think it's you you mentioned uh, or you um uh, reposted something about uh that life is so short that we have to burn the candles both way and uh, light it up in the middle as well <laughs> yeah. and i thought that was a perfect analogy like yeah it's you gotta you gotta enjoy yeah. you, you never know when stopping when when things are going down and yeah. uh, if you don't do the things you want to do now then when are you going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I, and actually part of this journey towards the 200K, there's been like um, a bit more um, approach from different brands. Like here today, we're having a podcast because stuff's happened, you know? Yep. And like uh, brands have been involved and like other things and whatever. And this has been like a natural progression. And there's something that I definitely mistook from the beginning, which was that these things come to you when you actually make them come to you. You know what I mean? Like yep. I had this thing in my head where I was like, yeah, yeah. If I keep doing like these long distance rides and I keep doing fast half marathons and I keep doing like things, I'll get picked up a hundred percent. Cause that's just how life works. Right. Someone sees you and then all of a sudden like your life explodes. Sometimes it does. Amazing. Sometimes. But mate, it's not but like the reality of like, being in a position where you, you actually are working your ass off and no one is seeing you. Well, the reason is, is because you're not sharing it. You're not being, you're not being enough outspoken. You're not putting yourself in the right place to be seen by others. Yep. So it's like, yeah, like you just have to be way more like outspoken. And I think like there's a huge life lesson in that also, like just take a hundred percent like of your own, you know, like your commitment to something, like you have to be all in yeah. and, and shout about it as well. Like be proud of what you do. And why also waiting for someone to like find you when you have like, you can take a steer and just like go for it yourself. hundred yeah. percent. Why should I care about someone who kind of half cares about something? Like I, I use this with my girlfriend quite often where Uh, there was a guy who I recently worked with, uh, his name's Edo from a t-shirt, uh, printing company, yep. amazing guy. And seriously, if you talk to him about t-shirts, I guarantee you walk out of there thinking that t-shirts the best thing ever. <laughs> seriously. You got like, I walked out, I was like, whoa, I want to start making t-shirts because this is a fucking amazing. Yeah. And he has committed his energy to t-shirts and that's what you get for committing. You yeah. get this, like this energy that you just can't get anywhere else. You, it's, you absorb, it's like, it comes to you and then all of a sudden you're filled with energy. And and I feel like that's the same with me and like running right now is that like, it's so consumable. You're just like, whoa, yeah. fuck, like running is also like a thing. And I love it now. <laughs> yeah. Know? I'm not saying that everyone has to run 200 K, but you know, like I, yep. I have a lot of energy for it, you know? Yeah. The pushing of yourself to always do more. We actually also received the question from uh, some of our listeners, like, are you then ever satisfied um, with what you've done? And if yes, mm. um, how does the joy, the happiness feel for you doing the thing or like afterwards? Mm. Always the sitting, always pushed higher, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a really now simple answer right? Which it didn't used to be. Uh, I've been having a lot of chats with my dad about this and he does a lot of, um, training for like businesses or whatever to try and get them to complete, uh, their like annual goals in the right way. Uh, so basically 
I'd done, I've done a few like big events, like solo events in the mm-hmm. last couple of years. So like I, I rode to Berlin in like one go, 700 Ks of cycling, which when I got to the end was hugely not disappointing, but definitely underwhelming for sure. Uh, I did an Ironman, um, which I'd never done a triathlon before. <clears throat> I'd never even swam. I was about to say, but um, I hope challenge. he is not saying like he never swam before because no. people find the swimming the hardest yeah. part. Sport, never and swam. you win, uh, you won from all Dutch people <clears throat> yeah, yeah. in uh, New yeah. Zealand, yeah. not swimming before. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was crazy. That was like crazy. Like the never swimming and then adding, like entering into an Ironman was just like mad. And it's But probably the biggest flame under your ass that you can ever get. You are know? you so good <laughs> in cycling and running that you could make up for it? Or are you just a natural talent in everything <laughs> sports? <laughs> <like? What's> <laughs> no, I owned it. <laughs> no, I did. I committed a lot to um, the swim because I knew it was going to be my weakest one. Oh, okay. Um, I understood uh, that you did not swim before. No, but you, you prepare. You have to prepare before. Yeah, okay. You cannot just yeah, yeah. go and be like, But that's okay, what I yeah. misunderstood. I understood that you did not prepare the swimming before actually doing the Ironman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I, the actual I, race, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So before the committing to the race, okay. like buying the yeah. ticket, I then... No, it wasn't just like I had no That's what I understood. Swimming. And I was oh, like... an Ironman. Let's subscribe. <laughs> When does it start? At 10. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, I lost my train of thought. Where um, you were talking about uh, pushing yourself, being satisfied. Oh, satisfied. Uh, yeah, so I did the Ironman and basically had the same feeling. It was like I trained so hard for it and I got to the end. And uh, the, the expectation of finishing the Ironman, I thought it was going to be like I would be crawling over the line because it was going to kill me because that's what I thought an Ironman would do to me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And actually, like, it just took a few days and then I was walking again and then we had a nice holiday and stuff and climbed some mountains. So it was like, you realize when you get to the end of these things, you're just like, wow, um, why, what, why was my expectation the thing that ruined that? And that's what it was. That's what it is. So basically... Um, I didn't want the same thing to happen again on the 200K because I'm obviously now seeing a pattern of being like not seeing the right thing at the end of an event. You have to enjoy the end and the process, obviously. Um, but basically, yes, you can be satisfied. And it's not just about how what goal you're setting yourself for. So my goal was the 200K. Mm-hmm. You don't just set yourself a goal that is to run 200 kilometers. You also set some goals on how to run 200 kilometers and how you want to enter in and finish it and do it, you know? So my goals were to try and smile for as much as I could through a 200K run. And like some people might say like, oh yeah, like like you've been like soft by saying, oh, smile. Oh, what are you going to do? Like walk around and like laugh and joke. They don't no, know what it is. <laughs> no, seriously, it's actually really hard to be positive. Yeah. Like that's a challenge in itself on doing one of those distances. So you challenge yourself to be happy and positive. And the other one was to finish strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those I did. So then that's yeah. already the check. Yes, I'm satisfied. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and like when I when I got to the end of the 200, I was like fully done. I didn't want to do any more. Yeah. But I walked away being like, whoa, like I really put a lot of effort into being positive for as much as I could. And yeah. I think for the 150 kilometers, I was super happy and like I was energized and smiley. Yeah. yeah. But do I hear then also out that you were not so satisfied with the Berlin ride and the New Zealand Ironman yeah. because you were expecting that you would be completely done afterwards, yeah. but you were not. Yeah. So would you have been more happy if you were 
like literally crawling yes, over the finish line? Hundred percent. So you wanted to have give more than that, or was it just too easy for you? Yeah, no, I don't think it's about easy. I think it's more about like you probably just didn't put in the work that you think you should have done. Okay, you know, no, I I feel like I worked really hard on the yeah. Ironman. Pro, like pre Ironman and yeah. also the race day, I worked really hard and had some really like dark moments. Um, but if I wanted to reach the level of being crawling on the yeah. floor, I could have worked harder. But my knowledge of the race, because it's a long day, you know, yeah. it's like took like 11 hours. Yeah. Um, so it, I think you try and store energy in certain places where I probably could have pushed a bit harder in yeah. some areas, which obviously bites you in the ass sometimes, you know? Yeah. I was reading this already in one of the interviews before that you finished both these events uh, knowing that you were tired, but you could have done more. 100%. So um, you could have pushed yourself more. And then and also in the question and answer, you talked about like a pain battery. The more you store, like, uh, yeah, say yeah. store, like the yeah, pain yeah. battery, yeah, yeah. the greater the reward will feel afterwards. 100%. But aren't you afraid that you were like, push too much how do you know where your actual real limit is no i i like a, a mentor of mine is david goggins and david goggins is like an absolutely incredible human being and he always talks about this rule of the 40 percent rule which basically is like your level of pushing when you think you're actually like at your limit you're yeah. only at 40 percent and you have 60 percent left You know what I mean? And like when you ask yourself that question, when you actually have nothing left, mm -hmm. you're always thinking to yourself, like, how would I even have 2% more? How is it even possible to have 60% more? You don't see it. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't. And, and I've, I've kind of taken this concept and turned it a bit into like a, um, I don't know, like a Prius, like a yeah. car that like, uh, re-energizes itself, yeah. you know? And I feel like it's really hard in that 40, the first 40% is really difficult because mm -hmm. it's like, it's challenge. your body's trying to protect itself and you're trying to tell your body, no, we're going to keep going or whatever. And I feel like when you break through 40%, you, you just reach a level of calmness again and mm -hmm. you're, and you're working hard. You're in your 50% now you're working hard, but you're not under the same stress as that you were in your kind of 40% like area. You know what I mean? No. So I think that like, when you're in that 50% of actually working hard, mm -hmm. you can actually start being in this place where you're like, I'm actually reserving a bit of energy here. You know, like if you've ever run a marathon uh, under a, like, I'm going to do this slow and steady, like uh, discipline, you actually feel good most of the time. You know what I mean? It's only when you start to break at the end where it becomes a problem. You yeah. Know? So I don't really, like, I feel like you can keep recharging yourself. You yeah. Know? Like, and, and I like to practice that even now. Yeah, you know, I I find myself getting into really dark areas where I'm like, hmm, am I which percentage am I at right yeah. now? Because it feels like my world's collapsing. But if if Is I take really? if I take David's philosophy, I'm always like, you always have extra. You yeah. always 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 have extra. Yeah, uh, with the 200k, you did uh, tap into the last 60%. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> like nearly cry. You asking me that? Yeah. No. no like. <laughs> Like, yeah, Come on, Jake, be real. Yeah. Did you even tap into that? No, 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 no. no. no uh, to be honest, like the first 100K was easy. Like, I don't think I reached into 40 at all. And then when 100 came, it was like quite difficult. And I'd, I'd got into this weird mind game where I hadn't been counting my um, kilometers at all the whole time. And it was just my teammates had asked me if I wanted to stop real quick for a refuel. And I looked at my watch and I was like, hmm, well, 
it's 94 kilometers in, so why don't we just run six uh, yep. to get to 100 and then we can celebrate, right? And saying, oh, let's just run another 6K on a hundred, like 200K project. You're like, well, I mean, what's 6K, <laughs> yeah, right? 10%. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then those last 6K just felt like they were never ending. They just didn't ever, like, I looked at my watch three times and, oh. the, and the kilometers didn't yep. even change. Oh, yeah. And I literally was like, oh my God, this is yeah. like, my life is going in reverse right now. Yep. What's happening? And yeah. it just destroyed the, like the positive energy in my head and it sapped it's everything switching. from yep. me. Yeah. Yeah. There's even a video on my, uh, that I've got my story highlights and there's a video of me literally running up, up until the hundred K mark. And then the next video is me laying on the floor with my legs in the air. Cause I literally was like. Oh dear, this yeah. is going to be a hard the big barrier. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be hard. Yeah. How do your family and uh, girlfriend handle you pushing yourself? Because like these are the like that you're doing this for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's only you against yourself. But you yeah. have so many loved ones around mm -hmm. you. Aren't they afraid about you? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, my mum is definitely used to it over the years for sure. She's like, I'm always, I've like broken so many bones and she's always been there to like scrape me off the floor and throw <laughs> me, in, me throw me into hospital. Right. <laughs> Another one get, get sorted. So she's a bit more used to it. Um, and then like more recently, Paula is getting an understanding that like I can deal with like a level of like pain that probably most other people can't, which probably makes her feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean, Obviously, if you're putting yourself through hell all the time, then it's a bit like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and when it's so visual as well, I mean, at the end of the 200K, I was really, I was fucked up, like really badly. So, and everyone was giving that kind of like, you know, the poker face where their like heads are still, but their eyes are switching between ah. and, and everyone's going like, is he okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, should we should stop, we this? stop this? And yeah. but yeah. nobody like is saying anything because mm. they don't want to like discourage yeah. you or destroy your. Motivation. We made we made like an oath. Well, not like an oath, but it was this kind of like we are finishing. Yeah, like, and we are gonna do this. And I'd even said to everyone like, under no circumstances do I want anyone to say anything about quitting. Like at any point, like if any of you guys do that, like it's like not okay. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone took that like really solidly. Like if though that was like a, a rule that was upheld for sure. But I think at the same time, it was very concerning. Definitely. I remember that night I woke up at uh, two, three in the morning mm -hmm. and I thought like, well, what is Jake doing? <laughs> so I checked the live track and that was yeah. when uh, Rotterdam. Yeah. And, oh, that uh, was a troubled area. Yeah. 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 Like the dot was moving slower mm -hmm. and then we also, the stories came in lying, or oh, I saw it and you lying on the floor and I was like, oh my God, I was running with you. <laughs> I was so sure. I was like, he is going to make it. He is going to mm -hmm. finish this race. And then you see that and you're like, oh, I hope he's going to finish this yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the, that was like the story arc of the day, right? Everyone's like, at the beginning it was like, yeah, he's going to do this. Yeah, of course he is. And then it was like, oh, he looks like he's showing. <laughs> yeah. he actually and, then it, and then it was like, oh fuck like yeah. this isn't going to plan yeah you know that's literally how it went even yeah. for me also i did not expect it to be that hard and i must say like the heat played a huge role in it being very uh yeah it just sucks the energy out of you like really does yeah. so for Fun. people who don't know it was past 35 36 degrees yeah. i think so yeah. it was extremely hot yeah and then well the following day was 38 Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in the Facebook event, you actually like you create an event so other people could join you like yeah. we did. And there was like, it's going to happen on the 8th of August or on the 15th, mm. uh, depending if there is bad weather. Mm. So what, was there any way 
a situation where you actually would have uh, moved the race because uh, we thought we would you would because when we saw like the prediction yeah. uh, for the weather we we thought okay he's going to move the date mm. but you did not yeah so. well i like i was in like heavy discussion with myself about this like so i, I like obviously i i have this kind of no bullshit approach to mm -hmm. basically most things i do And I was thinking about, because I want to do, I'm sure we'll get into it, the like a South Pole expedition. And I um, was thinking about the South Pole and I was thinking like, wow, imagine if you were flying into Antarctica, right? And the weather is like, I don't know, minus 50 or something. It's mm -hmm. super cold. And like, they, it would be considered as a cold day there, right? And then you and you would say to the team, hey, guys, we're not going to start the expedition because it's a cold day or whatever. I'm like, hello, it's Antarctica. It's fucking cold all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, it's cold. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. So when you start and you do a 50-day expedition in, in the Antarctica, you don't just get to like, day nine or eight and then you just go well today i'm going to sleep in a hotel because no. it's too cold it's like no you don't have that option so for me the 38 degrees or the, the hot temperatures i was like maybe i won't get a chance that often to just commit to a really intense weather day and this is learning that i'll need when i'm in antarctica you know what i mean so i was just like you know what i think this is an excuse if you pull out like to you Yeah. And I think it's a lesson that you need to learn right now that like, it doesn't matter like what the weather or, or external forces. And again, another lesson about external forces, when you have a mission and you have a goal and a dream and whatever, look, people, people shit on your idea all the time. Like, and it might be just, um, people, friends might even just give you a small like poke and be like, oh yeah, you just got this small thing going on. But that hurts sometimes actually. And actually, I think developing thick skin in any direction you can, like, oh, if it's a bad weather day, well, so what? Like, I'm just going to do it anyway. And I got a lot of, it was this, this video, I, I um, the Telegraph uh, picked up and we did a video for them. And I went through some of the comments uh, in the comment section. And there was a lot of haters in there, a lot of haters. And a lot of the haters were saying, you shouldn't be insured by national insurance because you took a... You were con you knew that it was going to be hot. Oh my god! Uh, so you sh you shouldn't be insured if you pass out and like need an ambulance or whatever. And I was just like, wow, like people's priorities are just so fucked up. Like you know it what is. I mean? Like they, yeah. they, 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 like they do you don't see it for like what's what you're trying to achieve. You, mm -hmm. Like the, the the byproduct of like doing all of my events, I hope to be to inspire people to push through boundaries. And I think there's a lot of societal boundaries that are like in place for us all to break through. Yep. I think that's what we have to all do. We have to, if you want to start something, then you have to push through uncomfortable areas, you know, and people just, some people just don't get that. Does that affect you a lot? It used to. Yeah. No. It used to. Now I love it. How did I you love it? it now. How? Yeah. Your mindset of Yeah, I think Actually it's just about it. It. loving it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, like I think it's probably gone over a time of just having it so constantly. Like I've always been a bit weird, like mm. in terms of like the things that I've been wanting to, people were like, oh, I want to like play in a football team. And I was always like, well, I want to climb indoor climbing or something, which at the time was weird, you know? Yeah. So I, I think I've had a long history of just being a different kind of guy. And obviously when you're young and you're looking for like, credit from people yeah, or to just, yeah. Or like, yeah, you're vulnerable because you're like, you're looking for a kind of some kind of, 
I don't know, credibility or something. And at the time that was what I was searching for. But now I'm like, why do I care what you think? Like, well, I know the more I was asking myself that, the more I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, th- why should, why am I proving myself to anyone other yeah. than like, I want to live my life to the fullest and I want to do cool shit and my cool shit is affecting people positively. So I was like, wow, I'm just going to keep doing that. That's something I wanted to actually mention is that you are an inspiration for a lot of people now mm. with all the projects that you've done. How do you, do you feel in this role of, of, uh, because you, you've been yourself inspired. You mentioned some, some of the people that yeah. uh, inspired you. And now you have also this, this role of the person inspiring others. Mm-hmm. How do you feel in, in, uh, having this role now? Um, I think actually it's less about, and you got to take this the right way. It's like, it's less about the people and more about the commitment on yourself. And I think that's actually the strongest message that you can be as an inspirational person that isn't about like my direct effect on others. It's more about the lesson of get your own shit fucking sorted out. And like, if you, if I can just be a a messenger of someone who goes commitment to something is the key to being successful in life. And I don't mean success financially. I mean, successful and like you were happy in your life. You did great memories and you have you share, you can share great stories, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all about like looking after your own stuff. I say this quite often, which is like, we need to change the phrase of being selfish to something better because selfish gets such a bad, like, uh, association, association with the rest of the world. Cause it's like being selfish is just all about like, I'm going to keep all the food and no one else can eat it. Like something like that, you know, but Mm -hmm. like, no, imagine if everyone was super internally thinking on their own projects, like you would find the best, I don't know, avocado stores, or you would find like Indian stores with, I don't know, like a Moroccan twist because they just loved Indian and Moroccan stuff. You know what I mean? And and I think the the more people can look internally and believe in their own stuff, the better. Yeah. Like yeah. Do, you, I, do you a hundred percent do you just just whatever it is, just do it. It's cool. As long as you're not harming people and then uh, then fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good message. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Part of your journeys or projects that you do is, um, or like a big part is the mental part, like mm. the visualization yeah. of the route. 100%. You knew the 200 case perfectly yeah. out of your head, mm. but also like when you thought about quitting, you thought if I quit now, how do I ever get to the South Pole? Yeah. But if you are on the South Pole, mm. how do you do it there? Because you can't, well, do you visualize 150, no, 1,500 kilometers mm. of white mm. or... That's easy what, what is going to put? <laughs> yeah, it basically completely is. blinded. No. Yeah, Just go like, straight. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, but also, like, you have, I don't know, maybe at that point you have a new goal back then, but like now the South Pole pushed you through 100, 200 K. But yeah. what is going to push you through the South Pole if mm. it becomes hard? Well, difficult to ask. No, 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 it's not. No, I know. Um, it's a great question. And I think that's, um, there's something in that question. I can answer that question in a few years time. I can't answer that question right now. Uh, and that's because I'm not ready to answer that question. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready yet to understand what the South Pole actually is. Like, I think a big part of like choosing and dedicating yourself to stuff is to dream huge, Mm -hmm. like something way above and way beyond where your sight is. Frankly, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. I think, um, like past Jake didn't know anything. I think Present Jake might know a little bit and future Jake will know, right? But like I'm right now as present Jake, you know what I mean? 
And I think if you take that philosophy into stuff, like what the South Pole is, is like someone announcing that they want to like run for president. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's huge. Yeah. It's not just like, I'm going to win a gold medal in a running race. It's like, it's massive. Yeah. You know, and I think like, that's the thing that I also want to show as well as like, as you asked as well, like what do you, how do you feel as a role as someone who inspires people? Like I want to, I'm living my words through even my own events. You know what I mean? So I'm learning and growing as a human being. And, and when I'm ready for the South Pole, I pull the trigger on it. But like, until then I have a lot of work to do. And I also want to show that I have a lot of work to do. I have loads of growing to do. And I know there's a lot of haters already being like, you've got no polar experience. And I'm like, yeah, I have a dream and I have no polar experience, but I'll get in three years time for sure, some Arctic experience, a hundred percent. And then we can have that conversation again, yeah. you know? So you yeah. really trust the process actually. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you just like, we live in a world now where like Instagram is guiding our thought process and stuff. And we, we open up a page and it's someone with a hundred thousand followers and you go, whoa, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. What did they do? And then you actually just, uh, and it's so fast and instant and they, or, or like the concept of stuff going viral. It's like, it just blew up in one day and then all of a sudden you're famous and you're like, you made like one little video and now all of a sudden you're like, you're on talk show. Oh, well, you know, I'm like, you didn't work for shit. Like you just did like this small thing. And I'm sorry to the influencers, all the people on Instagram who have grinded and I respect those people, but the people who blow up over one day over something trivial, I just don't respect at all. I really don't. And I I think we should call call them out more as well. Like, what did you, what did you work for? Yeah. Like life should be about like, yeah. yeah. Call me old school, but like work for what you work hard, work then, hard. Yeah. yeah. But it's at, in the end also not completely their fault because we like society made them blow up. Yeah. yeah. We made them a hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't like the system. You know what I mean? It's coffee time. Well, not exactly, but for the little price of a coffee, you can support our show on Patreon. Yes, indeed. And we want to give a big shout out to our supporters, Alexandro and Tim. You help us produce and improve this podcast. And you, our dear listeners, can also support the show and get access to exclusive content. Want to be as cool as Alex and Tim? Become a patron of this show. All information on patreon.com slash podcast. See you there. 200k seemed quite a... Like when I heard of it, I thought like, wow, that's a big physical challenge. Like you have to run 200k. But actually seeing you go for it, it seemed more like a mental challenge than physical. Mm. Do I see this right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You mentioned about mental, uh, mental strategy. Yeah. The, the, the mental approach is like solid in everything that I'm doing now. And, and like, I'm finding actually that there's even top performing athletes who I'm now in, in contact with since I've been doing these, uh, projects that they are not discussing like mental strength and mental power. And I'm like, wow, like people who are at the top of their game aren't discussing uh, what I believe is the power, most powerful yeah. thing in your head, in your body, which is your mind. Yeah, for and, sure. And like, I, I had a, um, I got a massage from, uh, one of the, uh, dudes who does all the Olympic team, the Dutch Olympic team. And we had this chat and I was literally blown away by like, how surprised he was at how confident I was. He was like, well, I haven't had like, you're a, you're extremely confident guy in what you're talking about. And that's not always the case with people you think should have a strong mind. And I, and I was like, 
whoa, what are we talking about the same people here? Like you're talking about Olympians, you yeah. know, and that like, that really kind of surprised me. Yeah. And I think now like that's given me an area to like really play in because Explore, I, yeah. yeah, because I was, I, I've always thought that this is kind of the case, but then to hear it like that, I was like, whoa, there, we, we all need to talk about this more. Yeah. And like, uh, this is like obviously a tricky situation here, tricky topic also, like the whole mental health, uh, topic. Um, and I got some backlash on this a, a, a while ago, but like it, for me, it's like, um, we've progressed a lot in mental strength, uh, sorry, mental health. Uh, mm -hmm. we've progressed a lot and the conversation is now developing into a place where there's people who are at the lowest end of like, who are in like a bad place who have grown and they've like, found a place to be in, in society due to the conversation of mental health. But for me, it, it like there, there becomes like a negative twist on the topic of mental health. And like, I'm an extremely positive guy. And I believe that when you start shaping this conversation towards mental strength, like even the word makes it sound stronger. Like yeah. it, it makes it sound positive and it makes it like, it turns it into this whole, like, what are we doing to improve versus like what's how, happening? Yeah. Like something I don't know. to take care of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is a, an element, which is true. Yeah. But the, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, I want to make something amazing. I don't want to make something like just okay. yeah. like at the level. And, and I think that's where I have to be really clear on who my audience should be as well. I'm, I, I can be really clear on this and I've, and I've come to this myself as well. I am absolutely not for everyone. Like my, my message isn't for everyone. And I could say that very clearly. Uh, my message is for people who really have a, a, a moment where they go, I want to change and I want to, and I want to have a leg up in life. And there, that's where I come in. Cause then I can really help push that. But if you're not at that, that stage, I can't help you because it will just end up coming across like I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Which some people do feel that way, you know? Yeah. I cannot please everyone. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Also, and yeah. that's a good life lesson also. I you wish, don't have to be for everyone. I wish more people would, would uh, understand that, the deep meaning of that. Be yourself, do what you do and, yeah. and don't fucking care about the haters. And, 100%. But that's not easy, of course. That's a, that's yeah. a journey and that's something you learn over time as well. Yeah. 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 Surprise, people don't like everyone. Yeah. You know? That's a good thing. Yeah. The next events that you're going to have, mm -hmm. what other aspects are you going to train? Or is it always going to be the mental part? Mental part is like the most important part. Yeah. You know, like I can learn how to do some good rope work um, within a season, you know, and I can do some homework quite easily, but yeah. getting your mind into a position where it's like really strong. And again, um, David Goggins talks a lot about the uh, the cookie jar philosophy, which yeah, is like in the, in the shortest description, it's like, all the cookies in the cookie jars are strong memories of where you overcome something in life. So you fill your, your cookie jar of really super strong memories. Yeah. And those memories, I believe you can only get when you put yourself through some hell for a while. Yeah. Because they're the really strong, the strongest. Cookies. Yeah. They're the strongest cookies. And they're the things that like, when you, for me, all of those memories for me are, are moments where I've overcome something. Yeah. So when I've hit absolute rock bottom, The mo that moment where I came out of it, I've stored that, the exact moment, the smell, the feel, the look, this everything about that moment. And I've stored it in my head. So whenever I need to call on that memory where I was, and it puts hairs on, I put hairs on my um, mm -hmm. arm right now, 
where it just like lifts me up and I'm like, whoa, yeah, like I overcame that moment. And then I finished the Ironman or like at 5am on the Berlin ride, I was, I was nearly passed out in a German bakery at 6am and I couldn't speak or anything. And I like, I was like, I have to stop. But then I was like, fuck that. I'm going to go. And then I did anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And that, uh, that is a good memory for me of like, when you thought it was all over, it wasn't, you know? So we actually can expect that um, all the events that you will do Mental. in the future, you will push yourself even more yeah. and even harder than you did with the 200k. Yeah, now. well, that'll be hard for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the next one is Iceland, uh, the cycle around the edge of Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that came to me from an idea. This There's a photographer called Chris Burkhard. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's a, he's an amazing photographer. Like, I like, fun guy, I really think, look up well. to him. Yeah. yeah. And he did this ride, and it's actually supposed It's it was an organized race. I'm not sure if it's still going on now, but it was supposed to be a relay. Mm-hmm. So so you're supposed to tag into your teammates who yeah. go around. It's 1,400 kilometers. And he said, fuck it. And he just went, fuck it. I'm, doing it. <laughs> I, I'm just going to do it all alone. And I was just like, oh, Love whoa, it. like what? That's crazy. I was like, what? That's insane. And then he did it. And I was like, whoa, like, wow. Like that is that's so far. Like, and to just even say that and and he had a huge platform he has like a million two three million followers on instagram and he announces this on online and i was like whoa you can't even back out of this now either you well you can but like you've said it online and now now everyone knows and everyone knows what you're training for and then he went and did it and i was just like wow like i'm gonna do that one day yeah. I was like, I'm doing it one day, almost in respect to, to you. Yeah. Like, I was just like, wow, I'll do it because you did it. And, and then I was like, oh, wow. Like that's how, now that's how I see how this information recipiated through people. Yeah. He had this unreal effect on me and I felt it firsthand for what commitment looks and feels like. Yeah. So I know what the audience feels like, you know, the, if, Absolutely, if yeah. something really makes you go, holy fuck and you're inspired wow like it'll make you do like anything crazy you know yeah yeah i have zero experience with cycling how long does this take that'll oh, take fi- 50 hours okay so that's non-stop yeah non-stop. like no sleeping that's crazy yeah it took me 28 hours of riding to berlin yeah. to get there 28 hours wow. do you have all your events already lined up or not all but like i have an idea of bits of projects yeah like we a, a few of us have been talking about the utmb as well which is like oh yeah uh, the hardest race oh, yeah. <gasps> like uh, the hardest ultra race at least yeah. and i and i i've heard a lot of about this and yeah. and it's yeah that sounds like an interesting place to navigate to but i think um that's like going to be one that slots into the right place. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, yeah. I want, I also want to go to Greenland to do like a proper Arctic project after Iceland. Yeah. Because I, I, I do want to get a bit more familiar in the snow. Yeah. This time. Yeah. More than a, yeah. And put on some time. more weight and like actually be protected by the cold without the <laughs> yeah. wind changes. And I'm like, oh, I'm freezing. <laughs> you know, I like weighed 65, 64 kilograms, you know, that's what you get for being an ultra runner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. And the UTMB is a, is a very known, uh, uh, crazy race. And when I, I looked at the images and the, the guys and well, of course the, the landscape is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Mm-hmm. But the race itself, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible. It's yeah. a, I'm always inspired by the, the kind of people. Yeah. Uh, and not only the, 
you know, the, the winning pr the people, but the everyday people like me that I was like, eh, okay, I'm going to prepare for this yeah. and I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. And you commit. It's crazy. And it's just, yeah. 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 Well, it's the thing that's like commitment is the key. Uh, you know, and, and like, that's the thing that you, that you might even find yourself not realizing that that was the most important part of your description. Like when people talk about like, whoa, did you see that person do this? Like it's, it, it isn't always about what they did. What was the most interesting thing? It was actually more about the sacrifice and like, and I think commitment and sacrifice are like quite close together. Yep. And when you, when, when you see someone who's just kind of given everything to it, that's the thing that's most inspiring, you know, because they had to drop drinking every, every day to not drinking every day. They had to change their diet. They had to not talk to their friends as much. They had to like change their life to be able to do this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How much of a commitment is it for you when you have a project? Do you change your life a lot or yeah. this is something you do basically? Yeah. Like, and like uh, the first project with Iron Man, like it was a big, like hit to the friends I have in Amsterdam who are like amazing and they're still with me now, which as well, which is a, like awesome. It's so good. And I really like love all of those guys. Uh, but it was, it was just basically like, I'm doing a project and I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be away for a while. Yep. You know, I live in, in the same city, but like, that's just how it is. And like a lot of, uh, and even on this running project, like I dropped more weight than I ever have done in my life. And I started to look a lot skinnier than normal. And even for me looking in the mirror, I was starting to look a bit, I was starting to get a bit uncomfortable with even how I looked and mm. my shape. And I was asking myself questions like, wow, should I be doing some like arm exercises? Cause now I'm starting to feel a bit weird in my own skin. Yep. But like, then I asked myself again, like, okay, if you want to be an ultra runner, yeah. is this what it takes? Like, is looking like how you look right now, what it takes to be an ultra runner? And the answer is yes. And if the, and if that's the answer, then why am I bothered? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that really helps when it comes to being self-conscious or when, cause I look, I'm a human being as well. Like I have all these same feelings that everyone else has. I just might have a better way to like sift out the bullshit, which is more of a binary approach to things. You know, like, should it be okay or not okay? And you're like, it can be okay. And you're like, okay, cool. No. And that's where the, that's where the, the thoughts stop. You yeah. know, the people who are like worried and stressed about stuff is because they didn't answer that question right. And now they're off on this huge journey of like unanswered questions. It's super fucking complicated. Should I look this way or not? I'm not sure. Like, should I eat like this uh, restaurant? And yeah. that's where it gets really messy. Yeah. It gets really messy. Yeah, there was actually also a question from one of our listeners. Um, like, what's your life, sport, work balance look like? And also, um, oh, there was another one, but I actually forgot for this one. Maybe you answer this one yeah. first and the other one comes yeah, back. The, the work-life balance is I have a job. So I work uh, working full-time full hours yeah. uh, and I find time to exercise. Look, you can run a half marathon after work every single day. Easy. That's true. Seriously. Yeah. You can, you literally can find that time between like six and eight o'clock. You can, well, if you're confident of running, you can find the time between eight and eight is dinner time. So like, is it that like, when you say you don't have enough time, I'm like six to eight is actually really reasonable to, yeah. to exercise. Right. So you can run every day. Yeah. So then I start to like really miss the, the approach when people ask me like, Oh, how do you find the time? And I'm like, because there was always time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the level of, uh, the difference priorities. of level of uh, priorities and motivation and commitment between yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. This time we have. Yeah. It's, it's just 
like how do you find the time is just a question of like what do you prioritize yeah you, know? you prefer watching netflix or going out for yeah. a run yeah. yeah you didn't find time because you spent it all watching netflix you know indeed <laughs> but that's, that's it the truth. That's but, the it's, truth. but it's true and then yeah. it's like yeah but i want to unwind and i'm like yeah well i'm unwinding whilst improving my life so why mm -hmm. are you not doing both and then they're like yeah well that sounds difficult and then i'm like well you're just not prioritizing it then you don't or you just don't understand it you don't yep. know that that's the power of doing stuff like that yeah and anyway when you're watching netflix it's more about putting yourself into someone else's life anyways Another part is uh, a lot of people that actually go for such long endurance events or mm. like extra that you have to train a lot. Let's yeah. say it like this. Their social circle like shrinks. But yeah. you mentioned many times already that you actually found more friends, like that you are more connected with people. Yeah, no. but in different levels. Though. Okay. Yeah. Like my my core team, my like Amsterdam, who yeah. we have the WhatsApp group, <laughs> they're the same. They don't change. Yeah. Like they're my core team. And the the my network has changed because okay. I've I've like come in to contact with a lot more people and the actual the strength of those stranger relationships yeah. has developed a lot and like we are actually i'm on very much name basis with a lot of people i talk to a lot of people i try and go i spend a lot more time sending like voice notes to people versus like text because i just want to be a bit more personal and like yeah. that's reciprocated the other way around and like you develop way more of a life with people who care about the same stuff you do you know what i mean and that's really nice uh but yeah like the the core team is the same yeah, yeah like you gotta look after your your number ones you know yeah yeah i want to get a give a quick shout out to your team because they were amazing during mm. the 200k yeah. the yeah. nicest people yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we could see that you were in good hands and that mm. was nice yeah, yeah that was very cool yeah like and the it wasn't easy to get like the uh team like all in one place at one time uh it was like obviously everyone's got their own agenda and everything so it's like running a 200k thing is one thing planning a 200k thing is another thing and mm. training for a 200k thing is another thing on top of that and like you know the, and that list just goes on and on and no. on so there was a lot of pressure and um yeah the, you you were saying earlier about the work, work life balance and social friends and whatever like look you have to not socialize as much yeah you know what i mean that just happens yeah you know? was there ever um a moment where you thought like, why am I even doing this public? Why am I not just running the 200K by myself? Because especially preparing such an event, having so many people around you yeah. like involved is so much effort, isn't it? Yes. But for me, that was like a real, um, like I did a lot of things by myself mm -hmm. and I had, there was too many people ask, saying to me after I came back from a mountain trip and I'd, and I'd improved quite fast with mountaineering over the space of only two or three years, I'd done some pretty decent climbs. And I went, mm. I just went from kind of like small hikes to like pretty intense, like Switzerland climbs actually, which was like next level. Right. So I did a lot of these solo. And the main thing was, um, that people said, Oh yeah, like I wish I could just somehow be the fly on the wall when I see you in a shack, like in the middle of nowhere and snowed under. And I was like, wow, like people actually don't just want to talk to me about it. They would, they want to almost see it, like, yeah. you know? And, and I even had a friend from Australia say to me who I used to be really good friends with in U UK. He was like, you need to find a way of actually presenting this work better. Like you yeah. need, you actually need to work on your present Presenting, skills. Yeah, presentation yeah. skills because you actually have a good product but your presenting is whack like <laughs> it's so bad and it could be so much better and i liked his way in because he was like he wasn't saying you know 
become an influencer or some bullshit like, mm -hmm. because I would have responded really badly if someone asked me to do that anyway because <laughs> I don't like the idea of an influencer anymore I think it's, yeah yeah um but he just said get your get just look better and I was like, hmm, interesting. And I started to think about how I could do something on like home ground and bring this whole energy to my like my real network, my people who I live with. Yeah. And then like this running project came up, and then all of a sudden it was like it absolutely exploded. It was it was crazy. Like yeah. the amount of people who have volunteered or like had a way in somewhere. It's just mad. Yeah, that's also, that's also at this point that we actually got to to know you and discover mm. who you are. Yeah. Uh, we were like, okay, there's this this random guy that we don't don't know about and he's going to run a 100K mm. in a park yeah. in a loop. Yeah. And that was amazing. And we were so inspired by this. Yeah. Uh, I think we couldn't make it to that date. But yeah, uh, yeah. then we saw the second project, which was the last one to 200K. Yeah. And we were, like, we were like, we have to be there. Yeah. We have to yeah. be part of this. Yeah. This is unique. Yeah, and, and it was good seeing you guys. It, it, was, it was awesome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the Vondel Park uh, loop was uh, that was done on purpose. It was supposed to be a very uh, statement based run. It was like we're not just running a hundred k. It's going to be laps, and it's going to be the laps of a park where you go to train every Sunday morning. You know, once a week. You know, and you do your run, and you walk home, and you go, "Yeah, that was good. I did my lap of Vondel Park." So it's like you don't have to explain to someone what Vondel Park is; they know it they can already. Relate right away. They relate to it instantly. And when you say to them, "We're going to do thirty-one laps of that, and that's going to be a hundred k," it's like instantly people go, "What the fuck? Like yeah. what? How many laps? Like what?" <laughs> say again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing that makes it really like powerful. That as soon as you're able to make people understand what you're doing. And make it relatable, then people love it. Yeah, and it's so nice that it's centered, so people can really join easily as well. Yeah, yeah, and and people did as well. Was this crazy guy from uh, Schiphol? He was following the Pater running team's uh, Instagram live thing because we were doing. They were, we yep. were updating their account, and he and he joined, and he was just hovering next to me. And I was having a bit of a dark moment, and I was listening to my music, and he kind of just came alongside, and I said hello. And he was like, oh yeah, I just like saw uh, Pat's Instagram uh, updating and I saw you running around Vonnel Park and I saw you had like two hours left and I thought I'd just come. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just like, what? That's the effect you have that's on people. Like, yeah, but like, that's the, that's the effect of someone who commits to something has the effect. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. that's, that's what it does. Yeah. And like, I don't want to shy away from it, me being a personality because that's, could be true also, but I think the, the main thing is just like when someone really commits to something, that's the effect that it has. Yeah. People just go, what oh, I want to be a part of that as well. Yeah. I want yeah. to support that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's nice. amazing. I think it's time for a few questions from the audience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the questions we receive usually via Instagram or Facebook. You guys can also send your questions just before we record an episode, or you can drop your question via speakpipe.com slash what the crew podcast. And the first question is... It's uh, from Chantal Janssen. We had her on the podcast. She asked, what was your first biggest achievement? How did you prepare for it? I thought this was a quick one because actually <laughs> I thought we talked already about it, but he is thinking. Mm. Yeah, it's probably difficult to choose one. Yeah, I'm just trying to, like, at what stage in my life? I guess the, the answer, the question is probably more in the sporting area of my life, right? I guess oh, so. Well, but doesn't have to be. It's open. Mm. <laughs> I it would sure. probably be the Ironman. 
Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah the, I, I think it was just the, it was the turning point in what it, it was just where all the learning was. So it, it, like, I learned all about mental strength. I learned all about physical strength. I learned about dedication. I learned to accept guidance from others. That was a big one for me, which mm-hmm. was just like allowing others to actually tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like in work, especially, I definitely had a problem with like, yeah, I just took the millennial approach into a, an office, which is like cutthroat and re- relentless in many areas. And I thought I knew what was best. And actually the answer was no, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're, you have people who know what they're fucking talking about. Yep. And if this young gun comes in and thinks he knows everything, it's just like, you get, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and that's something I think everyone needs to learn the hard way. And in terms of what, how did I prepare for it? Well, it, again, and I want the main takeaway of this whole podcast to be commitment. And I think that's what I, how I prepared. It was literally just like, I have a year from today to train for an Ironman. I don't know how to fucking swim, find a gym where I can swim. I didn't actually ever get lessons for swimming. I just did it all on YouTube. So everything I learned about triathlon was from GTN um, YouTube channel, which is amazing. It's so good. I learned everything on there. Uh, and I just did homework every day. Uh, how do you, how does the hand supposed to enter into the water and, and like a more skill. And I was already a good runner and I'd already a good cyclist. So it was more just getting myself into a position where I could train at least five days a week. Yeah, And that was it. Yeah. The next one from Tim Kekstra. When do you start thinking about what's next? Uh, after I've done the thing, but one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Not like I like to keep the South pole idea is a great, I, uh, it's, I call it like a gravity goal. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can talk about this forever and we will do like as the mm-hmm. time goes on. Uh, it's something that keeps everything in motion and everyone understands that I have like yep. progression ahead of me. Uh, but when it comes to what's next, that's, you cannot do that until you've done your thing. Like whatever you're working on, like Focus on work it. on that and yeah. only that and yeah. nothing else. And until you've finished it, then think about what's after that, but like not until you've done it. We have a question from Alexandra, which is, uh, was there anyone who was trying to dissuade you from doing this crazy challenge? And how did you respond to that? If there were any in this <laughs> Yeah, loads. I guess. Loads. Yeah, you said with the haters and the people. Yeah, there was around. loads. There was haters. There was people who said I couldn't do it because I was like not strong enough. There was people who were saying that the weather was too bad. There was p- some people saying I was doing it just for attention. There's like all this stuff. And the, the funny thing is, is just like, I'm the one sat here on a podcast after running 200k. So fuck all you guys. Yeah, there like, you go. Seriously. <laughs> you got it, guys. Like, like, and and that's how it is. It's just like yeah. there was there was loads of people, but the honesty, the 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 thing is you can have a supportive team and you can have a supportive friends, but when it comes down to it, you are running that race, and that's the really the only thing that matters at that time. So unless you disagree with it, then just keep pushing on. Like, why would anyone else, why they're not make your team isn't making you run their te- your team is supporting you running. Yep. You know what I mean? From a logic base, you, you understand? Like yep. it's you. Like, like, yeah, nobody said like, uh, yeah, so Jake, why, you should do this. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a cool idea. Why yeah, don't you do it? No, matter. it came from you. Like, yeah. 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 And you know what you're doing because it's your thing. Yeah. So, uh, another friend of us, Fran. Franchielli. I'm sorry. I'm always wrong with her. I'm wrong. Fran. (laughs) Fran. Do you think it's harder to prepare physically or mentally? Mentally. 
Yep. Yeah, we discussed 100%. this many times. Yeah, before. physical, you can get yourself like, for, for instance, Ironman, I'd never, I really, I had a year to train and I did a six month training plan. So I didn't actually do a year training plan. I did some larger cycling distances and I did a few weird things that are in the middle. Uh, and then I did a six month training plan. Month four, I was ready to do a full Ironman, you know? Yeah. So like that should say a lot about how this works. It's again you put, like- this, you, Your sorry. body changes very fast, but like your head doesn't. You have to take time to get your head into a place where it's like, how do I know? How, why Why am I confident that I can run, a, 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 like finish an Ironman? That's a question that was basically present the whole year. You know what I mean? And it really got to kind of like the third, fourth, fifth month of my training plan where I was like, I yep. can do this. You know what I mean? But like the first six months I was like, oh my God. What did I do? Oh my God. Yeah. What did I sign up for? Yeah. hundred percent. How do you train actually mentally? Because there's nothing you can really do. Like we can read books and, and, and talk with people, but mm -hmm. uh, except for the actual physical training that is also partly mental for sure. Mm -hmm. How do you yourself train mentally? Yeah. Well, like, I like to sometimes go in with a plan of it on a, on a, on a really simple run, for example, like I'll go in with a run and I'll reach a point in my run where I'm like, I am really tired and I don't think I'm going to carry on after this point. And as soon as I say that in my head, as soon as my brain says that, then I say, well, we're going to plus on 3k. And that's it. The 60%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's just how, that's how my, my brain has slowly been wired yeah. that like when my brain starts to come into a place where it says no, then I override it and say yeah. yes. And like, I think at any single chance, and that's not just running, that could be in a meeting. For example, you go into a meeting and you're shitting yourself and you're like, oh, I've got to talk to like fucking five people and whatever. You just say, you go sit in a toilet, close the t toilet door stand there with your arms open and say, I'm going to fucking nail this meeting. Power pose. Power pose. Yeah. And, and just get to a position where you're like, I'm confident. Yeah. And just remember that moment. Remember the moment where you were doubting yourself and then remember the moment when you weren't. And that is that's mental training right there. That's like collecting all of those memories of like, oh, I'm actually, I feel better. And also remembering, again, using a meeting as an example, Everyone's scared of going into meetings before they have to present someone. It's just normal. You leave the meeting and then all of a sudden you're like, why was I so scared about that? That was like not even scary at all. Yeah, true. Remember that also. That's mental training. Like remember that like you cooked up that problem and you then lived it and there was no problem at all. And you're, that's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. Like learn from that. You know what I mean? And I think that's mental training. I think that's a, that's a key here, right here. That and you people train always in the forget. day. Yeah. yeah. They always think about, oh yeah, I remember. That's not the first time I'm on stage. I have stage, stage fright. Mm -hmm. I remember about the fear. You don't remember about how you overcome it. Yeah. No? So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the thing people should focus on is the positive. And 100%. The, the, like, oh yeah, it was not that hard. Yeah. And that's the key, I think. Yeah. yeah and also like uh, a lot of my mentors also talk about actively challenging yourself in any, any place. So for example, I, I mean, I, I haven't done this yet myself. But I understand the value of it where you basically, you walk into any store and then ask for a discount for anything. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. what happens when you ask? For, when have you ever asked for a discount? <laughs> have you ever felt actually like a hundred percent sure of yourself when you've done it? No, no, right? Because you're always feeling cheeky or like yeah. Yeah. it's always like third world country or something like that, and you're like, oh, can you give me a from where we like yeah. this? And then you feel a bit weird. But like the sentiment is, is that like 
put yourself in uncomfortable situations a lot of the time and do it actively. The more you actively put yourself in a position where it's a little bit awkward, like, or just approaching someone who you wouldn't normally want to approach. If you're single, go and approach a girl or a guy or whatever you're into. If you're like, I don't know, if it's just confrontation, like look, search for that more, you yeah. know, like put yourself, like actively put yourself into positions yep. where you are having a bit of a hard time dealing with it mentally. And that applies in life and that applies in sport and they both apply together. You know what I mean? Like yep. all the stuff that you learn in life, you can apply to sport and the same way the other way around. Yeah. Like I just, I was doing a lot of 5k runs and the 5k runs basically taught me a lot about life. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't go on at 4k. And then I was like, Oh, I finished it. And then you're like, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're like, how did that happen? How did I on kilometer four say there was no, nothing left? And then all of a sudden I'm here and I've stopped my watch and it's 5K, mm. you know? Yeah. Put yourself into the uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the, also the fact that the more you go out of your comfort zone, the bigger your comfort zone is because it grows with you. Yeah. And then you keep on go doing those uh, yeah. experiences. It's, yeah. a, it's a cookies, basically, yeah. because you kind of mm. realize the first time you were awkward asking for discount or... Mm approaching someone new on the street and then mm. you remember it's fine what's yeah. the worst yeah. that can happen I yeah, don't yeah. fucking care you ask yeah. for discount all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> never paying full price again yeah. <laughs> you come in the shop like yo bitch <laughs> <laughs> nice um, Alexandra also asked um, where your thoughts mainly focused on the run itself or your, uh, where you're trying to distract yourself with something else assuming she's talking about the 200k the run, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I think that's double this, I think Unfortunately, I, I want to say one thing, but I actually think both. The thing with mental training is that it's very complicated mm -hmm. and you have to find mechanisms. Your brain is actually really complicated and it's also really sneaky. Yeah, like no shit. Your, your brain is super sneaky and it finds ways of convincing you without you even realizing it's doing it. Yeah. And I find that like, that's what happens when you're struggling with anything in life where like one minute you're okay, a small doubt sneaks in that you can pu push aside, but then a sneaky doubt comes in and it slowly fucking grows fucks into, with yeah. you yeah. for yeah, a bit. And you. it slowly convinces you that like there is something more here and like really you have to be smart with that and you have to know that it's going to come at all different areas. So sometimes it's really appropriate to only, when your mind's clear and you can just coast for a bit, just think about running, just think about running and be really meditative. Look at your feet for a bit, like look at just what's going on around you. I try and think about nothing when there's stuff around and that might sound weird, but I try and like almost see white noise. I just try and blank out completely, which I would consider as concentrating as running. Right. Yep. But then when it comes to distracting yourself, I would say, yes, I absolutely do that as well. Yes. Yeah, because when the sneaky motherfucker comes in and starts to really fuck with me, then I have to get really smart with trying to convince myself I'm thinking of something else. Yep. So it's like, get the cookies out quick, like which one's working. Like sometimes the, the one cookie doesn't work. So I have to put myself in a different situation, Interesting, yeah. you know, and you have to be smart and you have to be fast with it as well. Cause if you, your brain's quicker than you most of the time. You lose the game. But, <laughs> but the only thing is your brain is actually really good at focusing on one thing at a time. You know what I mean? So like you just need to be really clear of where your thought is going. Yeah. If, as soon as your like sneaky brain gets you and it gets you into a, a moment of doubt, that doubt thought will just <laughs> like, it will explode. Mm -hmm. And you've got to really stop that from happening. Cause the more you focus on anything, the more it happens, yeah. you know? So it's like, 
if I need to run, I'm thinking about running only, you know? Yeah. But on the same time, like uh, if the I moment realize if I need to be the cookie, then it's the only cookie. Yeah. yeah. And like the moment that you had like 94 kilometers on the, like, yeah. then you should not uh, focus on running because yeah. that made you like crazy. Yeah. Well, oh. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking about color, uh, um, counting kilometers and then it fucked me. Yeah. Two questions we kind of put together because they are related. Um, mm. One from Tim asking, how do you recover? What is your recovery like? And one from Lisanne asking, how do you prevent injuries during these awesome long lasting projects? You said you recovered quite quickly after the project, right? Yeah. It took longer to recover after the 100K than it did the 200 That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It took two days to recover from the 200 and then maybe a week and a half from the 100. How do you think, that, hmm. why do you think this is? Fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> Random body, I know. you know. I, th just... I, I think, I don't know. To be honest, I have no idea. I don't know why that was the case. It just was. Uh, but how do I recover? I, I actually, I think recovery sounds like a thing that you do afterwards, mm -hmm. uh, after the event or whatever, but recovery is knit into the project mm -hmm. is you're always recovering as you're training. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, like, what am I going to do to protect it's myself? It's wait after? and see. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah no. you are stretching every day without fail. If you miss a stretch day, then punishment somehow, like you have to tell yourself, I don't know, like however you want to punish yourself somehow, mm -hmm. you want to like not spend money on a takeaway or something. I don't know. Like you have to just be clear that it happens every yep. day. Uh, and also like, yeah, get into ice baths or try and get, and the money that you save from not spending it on takeaways, which I'm bad, bad with. Uh, <laughs> But maybe that you save on alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, I would then absolutely invest in getting a massage. Like they are really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, and, and the injuries. The injuries. Yeah. Like focus on running form. Like I, to be honest, I think th there's two things. There is like when you get an injury that comes out of nowhere, that's unfortunate and you have to tend to that and that's a problem, right? But when you have people who say, I have runner's knee, mm -hmm. like, can't, no, you don't have runner's knee. You had bad form. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I feel about it. And like the, the majority of the time, that's what happens. You, you just, you're doing it wrong. So you have to learn yep. how to run properly. And it's simple. It's not, it's not rocket science. You literally go to one forum on, on the internet and you f figure it out. Like, yep. just you, don't overstride. Yeah. You literally that's the main one. Like, you do more yeah. prevention in general. Um, yeah. so that's why the recovery is yeah. quite quick for you. It yeah. seems. Yeah. Like really, really focus on like how to do what you're doing, you know, because then you just don't get injured as much. And it's not saying, that's not to say that I haven't been injured yeah. because there has been times where I have, I got a foot injury after I did a 60 kilometer run. And that was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Because I had this, I was supposed to do the 200K run in April. Okay. And, yeah. and I was lying to say that I was fit for it in April because in March I could barely even run 5K because I was still injured. And I was just, I, I was just committing to the day until like maybe the last week where I might have pulled the tree, like pulled the project. But yeah, like I would consider that as a surprise injury. Yeah. So then I was just rest. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do you handle when Rest. things don't work out how you plan them to? What with injuries? Mm, life and maybe in general. Well, go with it. <laughs> go with it. But yeah, like maybe if it didn't go the way, like you got to just assess why it didn't go right. Mm -hmm. Like don't be too hard on yourself. Like if, if you, if you had your plan of, I had my 200K goal and I had my, how I wanted to do the 200K and you didn't make the 200K, then at least you have like some credit to yourself to say that you at least did it in the way you wanted to. And if you didn't do either of them, yeah, well then you need to fucking try harder. 
you didn't try hard enough. You didn't do it right. And like, that's fine. Like to, to tell someone who tried hard at something, who failed and didn't do it the way they wanted it and they still didn't do the, the goal. Yeah. Well, great. You failed. Like, yeah. I'm Learn sorry, it. do it again. You don't get a gold medal for like, you, for, for like, trying. Yeah. Like in school, I, I got like a lot of, um, A for effort? Yeah, no, yeah, stuff like most improved student and bullshit like that. I, n- I never was an A, like an A grade student ever. I always got like the shit awards of like the failing student who like tried hard in a class, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like that kind of award is just such bullshit because really it doesn't mean anything. And all it means is like, hey, we want to try and make the like the worst student a little bit, like feel a bit better. So they try harder later. No, just don't give the award. The the award's false. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it doesn't. What is it? What it, it celebrates like nothing. It yeah. celebrates bad behavior. It celebrates. Well, I guess it's trying to encourage people to like go on this path of yeah. doing better. But it's tricky because I, I, I yeah because I believe in encouragement, but I like this the actual longer lasting result of being given an award for doing shit. Yeah. How is that a good message? I guess for kids, maybe difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We're going to close up the episode with our uh, favorite two questions that we ask every guest on the podcast, which is if you could give one piece of advice of basically everything we talked today uh, to the listeners and um, the viewers, what would it be? The advice is clear and I feel like I've achieved it myself, which is nice because I came in here saying it, like this should be the takeaway commit to your shit, like just really commit and be okay with committing and also just be vocal about what you're doing. Like tell people because not only does it inspire people, but it also leaves you extremely accountable for everything that you do. So that's the like key one for me is just commit and be vocal about what you're doing. And who? the second question is, uh, who should we invite uh, to the show? Who would you like to hear here or what topic are you interested to learn more about yeah like i'm not sure about the person okay but i feel like you should flesh out more about like what's going on in people's minds like so the mental part try and figure out like what's the missing link when it comes to people what like what is the thing that is i think when people say like why do you do what you do Mm -hmm. i don't think that question is enough because i don't think a lot of people actually know can articulate what it is that is driving them. And I think we should all try and dig a bit deeper and the question should be a bit more like, don't just, don't stop the questioning at like, oh, really, that's why you do it. You should be another why and another why and another why and like really dig into what's like really changing people because that's where you get some really interesting, like you even sit back yourself and go, wow, like, that's what drives you? Like, no way. There was actually a really good, I'll just keep this short, but there was a, a guy called Ronnie Coleman, uh, who's a uh, five-time uh, Mr. Olympia. He's like an incredible human being. And he was on a talk show and the, the, um, the, the, the host said, why, what drove you to become a Mr. Olympian? And he went, yeah, well, I didn't get paid much uh, at the time and uh, they offered me a free membership at a gym. I remember I, that I know guy. Yes. I was actually thinking about that this. That was awesome. Was yeah. like, I got a free membership at a free gym and, uh, so I went. and then I went oh. and then he was like, okay, yeah. But that, and, he, and you could hear the host being like, oh, I didn't really answer my question. So he was like, yeah, but like, what was the, what was the driving force? And he was like, yeah, well, 
Yeah, because I got a free gym gym membership, yeah. and that's kind of why. Yeah, that was that was awesome. And the host just wouldn't let it go, and he kept going in and yeah. being like asking, no, but trying to find a way around. No, no, no why. that's a free membership. Yeah, <laughs> that's all he said, and I was just like, whoa! Like, was this guy on the Joe Rogan podcast? I, was about I to think say, I was a yeah, Joe Rogan yeah, podcast, yeah. Like five yeah. time Mister Olympia or something. Yeah, awesome, and he just did it for the for the free membership. Oh, fuck I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's don't need much. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the reason why now it's so interesting to the three of us is because of how many times he told you that that is just why he did it. You know, because like if you would have, if you, if we would have just left it, like why did you do it? Oh, because I got a free membership, and then the conversation moved on. Yeah, you you're almost left wondering, was that it? Was there more to that conversation, or what was what was like? What was really the thing? And the the humorous thing is that we found out that that, that actually <laughs> was the, the thing. thing, you know? So I would just encourage getting, a, like, digging in, you know? Yeah. 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 If people are interested about you and want to find out more, where can they find you? I would, I mainly operate on Instagram. So get on to Jake Catterall. Um, that's just what I'm building right now. And I do some stuff on Facebook, which is the same name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just check me out on Instagram. Like I'm always there. Um, and also send me a message as well. Like I'm, I'm also really keen to like learn about people as well, which is really cool. Yeah. Awesome message. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Like there's anyway in the show notes, we are going to link you so people can. Yeah. Yeah. Click yeah I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, follow Jake for the next, uh, adventures. Yeah. Next Iceland. projects. Yeah. 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 We saw already that yeah. you are started cycling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's happened already. I've been so, I've been dying to get back on the bike. That oh, we, it was one thing also we thought about, like, is this Croatia break, this two week break that you took after the 200K, mm. um, the only break that you give yourself? And it literally is. You came back and you got back on the bike. Yeah. 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 You but, just, because you but, can't wait actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta do something. I, I don't know what, like, I know what you mean by break, obviously, because it's like, you've got to have a break from doing it. But I'm like, a break. For, why? If you love doing something, why would you want a break? Yeah. Like, why do you need a break if you if you're doing something that you really love doing? Yep. Well, you in that case, it was also to rest from the 200k. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, that became just... quite difficult towards yeah. the end, but like, that's what that's how I feel. It's like it's not. Like, I'm like I get energy from doing what I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's why exactly why yeah. waiting then. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming over. It yeah. was a blast. Yeah. Thank you. I love to have you yeah. here. And uh, guys, you can uh, always find us on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and all your favorite podcast platform for the future episodes. Yeah, you can support us on Patreon. Yay! We have one Patreon. Yeah, we have one, one Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, Alex, Patreon. shout out to you. Yes, You're thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. And if you want to meet us in life and want to run with us, then join us every Tuesday at Noida at seven o'clock with our social run, run Tuesday. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. Thank you much. Thanks yeah. so much for inviting me. Thank See you, you so much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. And, uh, bye.